Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Susan Harrow. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here this wonderful evening. How are you? I'm so happy to be here too. And we were just talking about our love of birds, which is such a wonderful thing to have in our lives, especially now. Anything that can make us happier, I think makes us a better podcast guest. Yes. And a a podcaster, if you're you're out there doing that for your business, we're going to talk on the wonderful of you know, the wonderful topic of podcasting and broadcasting and how to use media and podcasting to grow your business. A lot of people are like, oh, how do I get out there and brand using podcasts, either as starting my own perhaps, or maybe going on other people's podcasts. So what do they have to know to really do that effectively uh, as a tool to grow their business as a marketing tool? Now, before we go there, I'd love for you to share a little backstory uh, for everyone. Uh, like, how did you come to where you are today? You've been a um, media trainer, marketing strategist, author. What what brought you to the wonderful world of podcasting and all that jazz? Yeah, so I started off as a publicist. And what I found, so that's booking people on the media. And in, in those days, in the olden days, Christina, it was mostly by phone. You know, <laughs> yeah. so the internet was new. And so, um, you know, blast emails were revolutionary at that time. So uh, what I found was I worked mainly with artists, authors and entrepreneurs at that mm. time. And Mm -hmm. I've really grown my business now to be more, it's always been social entrepreneurs, people who are doing something that are socially conscious, that are making a difference in the world. Before that was even a word, you know, Mm -hmm. but I was always interested in, in that. And that's the kind of business that I've always had about, it's all about beauty and it's also about self-expression and people doing great things without wanting to be famous. And then what I found was that I could book people on Oprah and Larry King Live and, you know, New York Times, you name it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes what would happen would be a great big nothing. And then I started looking at, they came to me and said, well, Susan, you know, nothing happened. I didn't sell my book. Nothing happened with my business. I got a hundred bum phone calls Mm. and, you know, and nothing turned into business. So I started looking at a couple of things. Number one, what they were saying, who they were being, their Mm. presence, who they were being, what they were saying and how it related to their audience, what the median needs today, but what their audience needs and how how closely that was connected. And I started media training them and we saw a dramatic change in getting the kind of business you want. Because the one client who came to me and said, you know, I got a hundred phone calls. Yeah. And I'm like, well, how much of that to turned into business? And she said, two. And I mm-hmm. said, that's a, a huge waste of your time, mm-hmm. you know, to have a hundred calls and only two. So you're not saying the right things to drive the right kind of people to you, whether it's clients, customers, sales, business opportunities, partnerships, it doesn't matter. So that's when we started being like super intentional about those kinds of things. And I started, and I loved the media training so much that I moved from the publicity specifically into the media training. And then the marketing part Mm-hmm. which was setting up your system. So sometimes like a, a woman just called me the other day and she's beautiful and she's brilliant. And her Ted talk has over 2 million. Um, yeah. Views already. And, but her website is not set up for the kind of business that she's moving into, which is mm. speaking, which is 
selling her products. Mm -hmm. And so I said, well, we should not start to do media to do it, the actual media placements until I media train you. So you have your messaging down and you have your system set up to move people through. So when they're ready to buy, they may not be ready to buy now, Mm-hmm. But whatever level that they need want to engage in, you have engaged them and you have a way to reconnect with them until they're ready. Because now it takes, Christine, it used to be um, seven times. Now it's up to 20 touches because the internet is so noisy. Yeah, before people actually buy because we've got so much choice and it's exactly. so blah, 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 right? Yeah, all over the place. And yeah. I find word of mouth is probably still one of the best ways to, to get is. seen and heard. But getting that positive feedback Now, you mentioned something very important. Um, Someone can have a TED Talk like your client that has millions of views, but have now, this is something interesting. I remember someone saying to me many years ago, he did video work for um, corporations and he would say, um, people would come to him and say, why do I have to pay you? I could just turn on my iPhone and record Mm -hmm. a video and put it on my my, Mm -hmm. um, business page. Mm -hmm. And he said, but will that speak to what your business is presenting and the messaging you want to get out there and will it look professional because as you're saying your client she might not even have the capacity in her website to meet the the people who are going to stream in but also does her messaging and how should you say it the website does it really speak to what you can present professionally because sometimes you, you you're phenomenally professional but when you go to your website or other places it doesn't speak to what you can really give to your market no and that's so important that's so important a friend of mine is a journalist and she had done an article it was in Forbes or Inc and she had quoted this guy and they were really happy with it and they were going to run with the story but they went to his website and they nixed it because mm. his website was not up to the quality of what someone would be reading in Forbes. So it would reflect back on them. Yeah. So yes, you do need to have a professional looking website that is in alignment with your values, your message, your message, your, your brand and your. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from everything iconic, ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget. Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
fruition. You know, so all of those things need to be aligned. Everything you do say are and think from your words to your website need to speak and feel like you, right? And we don't want to see this video of you or 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 a photo of you where you're all glammed up and then we see you and you're a schlub. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, exactly. you know, and they've gotten one video or whatever, and then we meet you. We want all of that to be consistent through all mm-hmm. social channels. Yeah. And, and let's also talk about your messaging, your story, because I had heard many years ago, it's really not facts that sell its stories. So people connect the story, they'll connect to you and, and, and feel you as a viable human being that they can connect with through your story, not so much through the facts. Oh, I've, I've sold and helped X, Y, Z amount of people. They're like, that's nice. That's nice. I don't feel that connection to you. So how does someone get in touch with what their story is? Yeah. I love that you use the word get in touch because I think you do need to be in touch with your stories and what's most important to you. And the first one is your story of origin, why you do what you do, because everybody's going to ask you why you do that. Why'd you write your book? Why'd you start your business? Why do you do what you do? And you want to have a story of origin. And sometimes there's a number of them. So I actually created um, a a PDF with the five main stories mm. um, that's available to, to your people. If I should give the website, so it's yeah, um, go for it. secrets.com forward slash SIGPOD, S-I-G-P-O-D, like signature story podcast, SIGPOD. Um, and you can do it in five minutes. So you can create now, now there's a, there's a huge, tremendous, you know, variety of, of stories of origin, but these are five main ones and they're fill in the blank templates. So you can do it really quickly lickety split and then you can modify it but you can at least everybody can have theirs in five minutes that's the most important story Mm -hmm. Um, so my one of my origin stories and you should probably have a number of them so I have probably five origin stories Mm -hmm. you know so so I told you like this that was sort of a short version of of one that you asked me in the beginning but it's not like my whole history right like so another story might be about um when I was on a playground, when I was in junior high, I was I was a part of three different groups. I was part of the jocks, I was a part of the popular kids, and I was a part of the artists. So I was really in three different sort of groups, very different. And so my artist friends were always getting beat up, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, they were the more intellectual or the quirky ones. And one day I saw someone beating up one of my dear friends, you know, boom, 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 pounding them into the pavement and with this big crowd around. And one of my values even then was like protecting the weak, you know, the people who couldn't speak for themselves. So I ran over to him, yanked the bully off and screamed at everybody, get, you know, what are you looking at? Get out of here. And that really is part of what I do today is protecting the beauty and the people who have maybe not such a loud voice, some of the mm. introverts and the quirky people and the people mm. who are maybe they were the awkward nerdy ones then, but now they're the brilliant innovators now yeah. um, to give those people a voice out in publicity so mm. they can express their their own um, offer and whatever it is that they have to give to the world. So that would be an example of a story of an origin. That's awesome. And, you know, it's interesting. I talked many years ago to a friend and she was starting her health business and she said, well, you know, I want to wait until I have a, you know, get to get started. I have a good enough 
story or reason to help people. She just didn't feel confident in herself. And I was thinking there's no better time than getting started today. We were talking right at the start of our conversation that some people will look at Oprah or some of those medias as, oh, those are for other people who are more accomplished and better. And instead of looking at it from that perspective, everyone has gifts and talents and skills today. It's really how can you better serve that podcast you're thinking of going on, that media, that spot? What what gifts or knowledge or wisdom can I pass on to their audience and give to them? Not about what can I promote? Oh, I think that's so true to think about. I mean, if you think about like the question, um, what is mine to give with the gifts that I have, the gifts and the magic that I have mm-hmm. now? And, yeah. and we're, none of us feel ready ever. I mean, I've been doing podcasting and media for years. I still get nervous. I still got nervous even before this. That's just the way. And then, you know, you can turn that into excitement. You can say whatever it is. It's still nervousness, mm-hmm. you know, it's still nervousness. And so, so what? I mean, that that's, that's going to accompany me. I'm not trying to get rid of it. It's like, I can do like practice my own calming exercises, which I do before a podcast, but that doesn't take it necessarily take away all of the nervousness either. And like, I don't know what you were going to ask, you know, or things like that. So I'm like, well, am I, you know, and I'm an over-preparer, but I also yeah. love the spontaneous. So I'm like, well, part of me wants to be completely spontaneous and part, part of me wants to be completely hundred percent prepared. Yeah. And when I work with my clients, we do a lot of role play because, and somebody, another podcaster asked me, can I do it in my mind? No, you have to do it actual in the real situation, yeah. like in the actual situation to get the feel of it in your body, mm-hmm. you know, because so for example, with one of my clients, um, she's a highly, super highly skilled speaker. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were doing some media training and I said, you know, let's just do one. And also she's a, a specialist in, um, DEI, you know, so she's worked with people of all ages and all cultures. And so, so highly, highly experienced. So I was playing the sort of aggressive male where I thought she might get a podcast or a radio or some kind of interview that was a little more intense and a little more aggressive. And she started uh, copying an attitude and I said, yeah. And, and I said, Hey, so what's going on? So that was one of her triggers. She goes, I didn't even think of you, Susan, as you anymore. I thought of you as an a-hole white man. And, and so she said, that's something that I really need to look at. So we Mm -hmm. needed to role play that again and again, which is actually something that comes out of therapy, which is called, um, what is it called? Um, Oh gosh, now I forgot, but it's, it's the kind of therapy where you continually exposure therapy, where you continually expose the person. It's a little bit different than behavioral modification Mm, to expose the person over and over again to that until it lessens the trigger until they get used to it. So the, the kind of thing that happens in your gut or the, the sneer or the aggression or whatever way you react, if you attack back, that's when we can go, okay, well, that was your first response. And let's see if we can try it another way. And Mm. we role play that until it's not so triggering. And then you, and you know, you do the work on your own too, Mm -hmm. to, because we're all triggered by, by something, you know, that's just the, the nature of us being, you know, us yeah. being who we are. Like my BFF and I were talking the other day, he came to town, he's a judge and he's been a public defender and a commissioner and he was in a role play situation mm. and he was triggered in, in front of all of his peers, right? And we were talking about this over dinner. He's like, this is what happened and oh my God. And I was so present and so, um, and so authentic. People mm. really 
super appreciated, but he said, I realized that this was one of my triggers when people act like this. Mm. And he said, and that's something that I need to work on. So it's part of that self-realization for you to, to, to enact that. So when you are in a media situation or a podcast or somebody asks you to personal of a question or aggressive a question, you can handle it. Oh, that is so phenomenal. I, I remember many years ago, and this was a retreat. We went on a psychological kind of spiritual retreat and mm-hmm. everyone has their things they need to work on. And the guy running, it said, well, you know, they, he paired me up with someone who was very submissive and chill and she wanted to get her voice. You know, she, you know, be confident, stand up for herself. And I have no problem with that. I, I am very <laughs> loud. I'm out there. So he paired <laughs> us, he paired us up and he said, okay, we're going to switch places. You're going to be her and she's going to be you. And, and so they gave us a skit and right, right in the middle of it, I switched and got really aggressive and she's like, and then she got really submissive and he's like, stop, you're switching roles. And so it was, it was really interesting when you mentioned that, that it's great doing this role playing, maybe with a friend of yours to get more comfortable. If you don't have a media coach at the moment, just to see where, where you are and where you might be triggered, what you might need to be worked on at work out and on and and see what your personally personality type is you know as you said everyone gets triggered by different things and uh, we all express things a little differently i think that's so true and and that's so great and what a wonderful (laughs) experience that you had too and and that doesn't come from doing it in your head it's Mm -mm. actually in in situation in the actual situation yeah now Mm -hmm. i'd love to go deeper into someone will say hey how do I know when it's a good idea to maybe start a podcast for my business or should I just do podcast guesting? I mean, what's the best thing for me and my business and how do I even begin to figure that out? Such a great question because it's two completely different skills. Interviewing skills are not the same thing as talking skills or expressing Mm -hmm. skills. So I think one of the first questions to ask yourself is really, um, and, and I was actually speaking to a very robust business, you know, hundred million dollar business. And they had started a podcast and I said, what's the purpose of your podcast? Cause they said, it's not getting traction. And I said, well, what do you want it to do for your business? And they didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I was, I, I remember being kind of gobsmacked by that. And they, and they had very little time to do it. They were, they had a very busy business mm-hmm. and, they, and they didn't have much time to do it. And I said, well, I think that's the question that we need to answer first is Mm -hmm. what do you want your results to be? Like, what's your big picture view of what you want to have happen? And then that will help determine that. So do you love interviewing people? Do you, are you, or do you want to have a podcast where it's just you talking? You know, Mm -hmm. are you a, a self, you know, are you somebody who, who has so many ideas you can, you can pop them up every week? Mm-hmm. or twice a week, some people do twice a week, right? So I think it's determining what you want for your business, what you love to do, what brings you joy, mm-hmm. and then um, and then deciding how much time you want to invest in it, because both are very time intensive, you know, yeah. and I don't, I don't know, you would probably know more, which is more time intensive, but I think it's your end is more yeah. time intensive than my end right now. But yeah. Part of my job as, as a, when I'm on a podcast is after it's done to have a whole promotional schedule too. So mm-hmm. there's not just the showing up, but it's promoting you um, in the podcast. And, and we have a whole system for that, but most people don't. And they're like, oh my God, this is so much work. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's you, you, you need to do your part too. It's a give and take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. 
asking yourself those questions and then getting your messaging down, whether you're starting a podcast or not, you want to know like, what is it important for me to convey to my audience, whether it's a one-time thing or an ongoing thing and to start creating and crafting that, that messaging strategy that connects deeply to your, to your clients, customers, and, you know, whoever that is out there that you want to connect with. Yeah. Those are really, really great points because I, people have come on the show over the years. It's been almost 11 years we've been doing this. And sometimes I'm just, you know, really shocked when we'll do a wonderful interview. The guest was rocking and I send them the video or audio. And I said, thank you so much. It was phenomenal. We'd love to have you back. And there's nothing. It's like, you know, birds or crickets and mm -hmm. they, they don't promote it. And I'm like, you could use this not only to promote it on your network, but you could multi-purpose it. Like you could take it apart and use piece of it, get the transcript and take quotes out or, you know, there's just so many things you could do with uh, several podcasts that you put out maybe as a guest that, you know, that you could use later on and make hundreds of pieces of content. Um, so there's some missed opportunities there. And I liked what you said about your client who had been doing a podcast probably as a means to think, okay, maybe if I just, we just put this out here, we'll get clients, but without the structure behind it and the why um, the audience just is not sure what you're trying to convey and it, it doesn't come across. You don't really connect to your target audience. No. And the other thing that I wanted to say that that was really important, like my mentor just, I re referred one of my mentors to a podcast and she said, you know, I just paid $7,500 and they got me on these podcasts, but I don't really think they were my audience. And I think that sometimes podcasters, pod, the podcasting companies who are booked are, they have a relationship with certain podcasts. So no matter what your mm -hmm. business is, they book you on those specific podcasts. Yeah. And I said, and, you know, even her who's super savvy, I was surprised about that because, um, you know, the podcaster who booked me here, Anastasia Lipsky, were very intentional about choosing the podcasts where that I want to be on that are that that I listen, you know, I audition you as much as you audition me. So mm -hmm. I listen to your podcast. They, she passes it to me. I listen to you. I listen to a number of them and decide whether it's a yes for me. Is it the right audience for me? Are you right yeah. for me? Yeah. You know, as a host, you know, too, because there's some hosts where I just think the host isn't right for me and I'm not going to resonate with them. Mm -hmm. And so, and so it's, it's, it's really a give and take. Like people go, well, I, I, it's not just about you being chosen, but it's also you doing the choosing and having the strategic plan. Like, mm -hmm. is this your audience? And when you're with some podcast bookers, you don't get to choose that. And it's willy nilly. Yeah. You and I were chatting about that because it's so important to choose your audiences, to choose the podcast that complete, if it's a health and wellness, mm -hmm. you know, that you are in, you want health and wellness podcasts only exactly. most likely. Exactly. Exactly. You know? and, and I mean, I heard many years ago from one of um, my past guests that she did a kind of big net kind of strategy where she went on a hundred podcasts in one year. That was her goal. And, but, you know, it really didn't equate to sales, but she was like, I did this. I was like, all right, that's a great goal. But if you just want to go in a hundred different places, you want a sports podcast and this podcast and realize we all have very, you know, we only have so many time, so much time in a day. So um, like you were saying, just strategize because you don't want to be end, at the end of the year going, did I just waste X amount of hours on podcasts where I can't serve them and they can't serve me? 
I think that's super, that's super true. And, you know, sometimes you're on podcasts that are maybe a little unusual or not exactly in your track. Like I'm going to be going on one where it's um, more about people who have been recovering from, um, you know, some sort of addiction. That's not exactly in my realm, but guess what? There's a lot of super smart, super high achievers who are either type A, they're ADD, they've got some sort of addiction, and that's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. So that that's some that's something that I mean, I also open my mind and, mm. and ask you to too, like, expand your net too. like, is there, you know, too narrow of a focus isn't good, and neither too is too broad, but to consider well, what type of people it may not be exactly who I expect, but I know that a lot of my clients are super high achievers and probably most entrepreneurs are ADD in some way, shape or form. Right. And the innovators too. Right. So, so I, I, I recognize that that would be a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we could go on for many more hours because I know there's so much that you could um, give to our audience, but I don't want us to leave without them finding out how they can find out more about you, work with you as a media trainer or marketing strategist. How can they do that? I love that. So you can go to prsecrets.com, like publicrelationssecrets.com. And I actually have a thought leaders program where we can do it in a day or do it over time or any way that you want to work together. I love one-to-one and I've got a course called the Zen of Fame, Your Genius Gone Viral. So if you want to do it on your own, there's a little bit of me in there with with a quick consult, but most of it's on your own. And then I have lots and lots of free things. I've got videos, special reports, they're all there. So you can get like really great training for free as well. And lots of, on all of my podcasts are getting posted up there too. So if you love to have podcast, if you love podcasting, each one are different topics, you know, so so there's all of that on PRSecrets.com. So thanks for asking. You betcha. And there's so much the audience can learn. I'm just grateful you were able to come on out today and share your great wisdom and tips for our audience, because I know we get a lot of questions about how podcasting can serve my business and you've given much food for thought today. So I thank you so much, Susan Harrow, for coming to Savvy Broadcasting. Thank you so much. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.